What a beautiful day weather-wise here in Chicago, despite the election chaos that has continued into a third day. Though it's not such a beautiful day for bulls out there as class three milk prices sell off aggressively into the end of the week, primarily due to spot cheese prices moving lower. Earlier this week, we had a primarily bearish global dairy trade event as well, as China's presence on the platform is having a hard time offsetting other regions that have stepped back throughout the milk production peak in New Zealand, given that there'll be plenty of product to go around. Additionally, ongoing pandemic fears and new lockdown measures throughout the Northern Hemisphere are weighing on markets around the world for many reasons. Lucas, what is with this sell-off now anyway? You know, of course, besides the aforementioned craziness going on in the world, is it related to the Farmers to Family Food Box program as well? And also yesterday, we had the USDA release the U.S. Dairy Product Production Report. Fill us in on some of those key takeaways there as well, please. Sure thing, Alyssa, and hello again to all of our listeners. It has certainly uh, been an interesting week, a week that we have been anticipating for quite some time as cheese finally seeing some steep moves lower, especially that block value there, losing 20-ish cents so far this week. Of course, as we record this before the spot market on Friday, November 6th, likely to see maybe further declines today. That block barrel spread also narrowing to just a penny on Thursday the 5th. So the most narrow spread since July, I believe. Yeah, I think the Farmers to Families Food Box program has certainly a lot of impact on this market decline. Of course, we do have a current round four that is procuring food, including cheese and dairy, of course, throughout November and December. But overall, this round four is among the smallest of the rounds yet since the program's inception. And I also think that there were fewer deliveries in the prior round than originally were budgeted for. So I think there were some vendors who might have ordered, you know, cheese that they thought they would use in round three and maybe had a little bit of extra supply moving into this current round. All in all, we've seen demand really lighten up here. And we've also here at High Ground been warning our customers and warning our listeners that as soon as this food box demand goes away. There is really not much fundamental strength at all in the cheese market. Alyssa, yeah, you mentioned the dairy products report. We got that data this week. Cheddar production up 7.7% in September. Total production up 1.1%. Cheddar overcoming that mozzarella decline. But, you know, into September, cheesemakers certainly knowing that there's demand out there, seeing prices climb through September, and milk flooded back into the cheese market or cheese vats, excuse me, after a, a really slow August. All in all, I think without much fundamental support here, cheese has plenty of room to decline, likely lower than that $2 mark. And we could see kind of class three come back into better alignment with the other class prices into uh, the next few weeks here, removing some of these sky high cheese prices that we've been seeing for several months. 
All right. Thank you for your insight. As always, it was kind of a jam-packed week. We also got September U.S. dairy export volumes, really strong cheese volumes, particularly on cheddar. When we dig into those, we see that the unit value, the shipment price was really low. So clearly this is still a product that was booked earlier in the year when prices were still weak. At this point, obviously, export demand is at risk given how high prices have been. Uh, any other things to glean from this export data that you saw? Yeah, that value analysis on cheddar is especially important. I think Alyssa represents that back into, you know, May and June, there might have been multi-month contracts that cheesemakers made just when they were not sure where the cheese price was going to go and wanted to make sure they had some exports booked. I think you're exactly correct. Volume was a little stronger than anticipated on cheese into September, and I think will likely decline into the fourth quarter here with not much cheese booked in recent months. I think the other key takeaway here on exports, while total exports were above prior year for the 13th consecutive month, just kind of an amazing trend here that's really exciting to see. The biggest warning sign comes from non-fat exports and skim milk powder exports declined versus prior year for the first time in seven months, I think it was. Yeah, first time since February there, sorry, we saw lower non-fat really against the trend that we saw all through the summer. And even as Mexican demand has been lower, it'll be a really weak year into Mexico based on the past several years. Southeast Asia has really supported that demand. If we see continued uh, easing of those Southeast Asian non-fat purchases into the next several months, and that coupled with the strong production that we expect on non-fat, that is a bearish sign for non-fat markets overall. I don't think we will fall sharply, but I think it certainly takes out some of the steam that we were previously anticipating for non-fat values into 2021. Wow, yeah. Lots to take in this week alongside the election. Some other quick notes on the GDT event on Tuesday is that this season we've seen the strongest start to North Asia's home powder purchasing volumes in seven years. That correlates with the time when China was stockpiling powder in 2013 and 2014. So just something to note there. Also at this event, North Asia reported the strongest gains over prior year on both whole and skim milk powder of all the regions, yet both products lost ground. This leads me to believe that other regions are not willing to step in and contend with Chinese buyers for product. Fat and cheese demand from the North Asia region as well were stronger versus year-ago levels despite lower offer volumes, though butter was the only commodity to record a bullish result. And the reason for that is that the Middle East stepped in with stronger demand and pushed the market higher. And historically low fat prices have really encouraged buyers to step in and start to procure product. That does it for today's episode. We hope we answered some of your questions about what's going on in the global dairy markets. But if you have any other additional questions, just shoot me an email and we'll get you taken care of. You can reach out to the entire team at info at highgrounddairy.com. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. 